0: Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hoshamadi, uh, Agoyan, Azizan, Barudaron, Hohoran, Madaron, Pedaron. I would like to thank uh, University College London Persian Society for hosting this event. Um, and uh, I would also like to urge, before I introduce Dr. Gomsheyi, uh to urge everyone here to join the Temenos Academy. It is the only academy in this country which is dedicated to the propagation and publication and dissemination of the arts of tradition, of poetry, of prophecy, of revelation, of art, of the sort of things that Dr. Gomchieh will be speaking to you about tonight and um, it's a wonderful opportunity for Iranians in particular, I see most of you are Iranian uh, to relate to the, the treasures and the depths of Western culture from your own perspective, because the Temenos Academy is basically dedicated in England to exactly what Dr. Gongshi is dedicated to in Iran and worldwide. Now This evening, I just would like to introduce Dr. Gomsche very briefly um, and give you a background in in his biography and his work to put his talk for you this evening in in context. He is the former director of the National Library of Iran. He's studied Arabic literature, grammar, logic, theosophy, jurisprudence, kalam at Tehran Seminary School back in the 60s. He received his B.A. in Islamic theology um, and philosophy in 1961 and his Ph.D. in Islamic theology and philosophy in 1965 from Tehran University. He was then employed from 65 to 79 as a translator, official translator of legal texts in the Iranian Ministry of Foreign Affairs and he specializes in the translation of Arabic and English texts and he's published books of translation. So he's he's a specialist in in, in English literature as well as Arabic and and Persian literature. He's uh, published many books in Persian. Um, One of these is his Mm -hmm. Maginu Al Gulat, his collected articles which the last time I spoke to him I think it was 30,000 copies had been sold. Something like that. Yes, I think so. So, um, Usually, I mean one is lucky if you sell 3,000 copies of a book, but he is very popular in Iran. He's also um, uh, done a selected discourses of uh, Rumi, uh, the selection from the Fihi Mafi of Rumi, uh, which he's presented. Uh, he's written a book on Shakespeare, uh, selections from the Conference of the Birds of Attar, the Mantecoter. Um Basically, Dr. Gomshi's forte, his his background, is in the dissemination and um, the explanation, the commentary, interpretation of theosophical, literary, and philosophical Islamic texts. And in Iran, as an interpreter of this tradition, there are maybe one or two people, you might be able to count them on your fingers, who can... uh, Can can give a commentary on this vast and rich Islamic tradition um, in the way that Dr. Gomshi does. Uh, As far as I know, um, he's unrivaled. I mean, I I was just in Iran with him uh, a few months ago and we traveled to five different cities and everywhere you go he's mobbed by people uh, who want his autograph or want him to write a piece of calligraphy or want to ask him the meaning of the soul or um, what he thinks is the best commentary on the Masnavi, or what this verse of Hafez means, or etc. And everyone will stop him from stewardesses on the airplane uh, to old men in the bazaar uh, to truck drivers who say, you know, I really liked your speech that I heard on television the other night. So he's, he's, he's very much uh, appreciated by the Iranian audience um, from whatever class of... Um, society they may happen to come from. Um, It's a matter of wonder to me that I introduced him exactly ten years ago at the Temenos Academy. This was 1994, and he gave his first talk in the West in English, and that was on the aesthetics... um, and poetics of the Persian um, literary tradition, which was later published in the journal Sufi. Um, So he has been lecturing for for 10 years now to Temenos. I can't even believe it. He gave, in 1996, he gave 10 seminars on the Masnavi uh, in English using Nicholson's translation. Uh, These are all available from the Temenos Academy. That's another reason, if you want to understand the Masnavi in English, Of course, I know you all know it by heart in Persian. But if you want to understand in English, then you need to join the Temenos Academy and try to get those tapes. He also gave, um, in 1997 or 1996, he gave um, five lectures on Nizami, seven tales under seven domes. Um, He gave a lecture on the Quran in Persian literature and several other lectures for the Temenos Academy. So um, he's uh, extremely versatile, and um, I think uh, you know we're extremely lucky to have him here this evening. Uh, It it was interesting just to tell you a a sort of anecdote. Uh, In July, I was in Neshapur with him, and and a friend of ours said, "Well, we want to invite you out to dinner. You know, we have a kebab place. We're going to go and have kebab," and he said, "Fine." so we drove up to the man's garden and in the man's garden there were 1000 people and 500 cars <laughs> and this was the idea of being invited to have kebab and so we walked into the garden and lo and behold there was a huge table and a microphone huge microphones huge you know stage all set up with with lights and everything and lo and behold was the name of Dr Gomshi welcome and uh, um, why don't you talk for us tonight? You know. <laughs> so he ended up, you know, talking for an hour, uh, charming the whole audience, and uh, so they were able to eat their dinner afterwards. Um, and this happened repeatedly. You know, he would go someplace, and you know, people would just be there, uh, waiting for him to talk. Um, so we're, re- we're really, um, we're, it's really a, a treat um, for us to in this uh, university to have him. Um, he's just come back uh, from traveling through seven different European countries uh, with his uh, faithful fellow companion, Mr. Niazi, uh, who organizes everything, and um, he's given 21 lectures in Almost seven countries yes. in the last two weeks. The last uh, three weeks. Three or four weeks. Three or four weeks, okay. so. Uh, uh, it's just a phenomenal and of course these lectures are recorded if you go to any bookshop in Tehran you find uh, tapes that you know you can buy Dr. Gomshe the first thing you see when you come to the counter is Dr. Gomshe's tapes there and uh, so you know every bookshop has his tapes with this interpretation of the Divan Hafez tapes on marriage tapes on interpretation of the Quran tapes on the meaning of friendship etc. and he's Extremely versatile in, in interpreting these different uh, subjects and relating them all and uh, showing the um, the harmony um, and not and the harmony and the diversity of of this of uh, of, of uh, a number of of really complicated matters. In any case, um, let's give him a, a huge round of applause.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. Dr. Lewison, for all the compliments. I'm happy to hear that. And uh, if people love my lectures, it is, the credit doesn't go to me. The credit goes to people, because they are lovers of beauty truth and the good. Because I sleep, I speak of love. Because I speak of God. And this is actually what people like in me. And uh, once I wrote a letter to Dr. Overy. Uh, No, it wasn't a letter. It was um, just an expression I made for the letter he had written with his very beautiful Gothic handwriting. Uh, and he has uh, praised and he had kindly praised my lectures in Temenus Academy and how much happiness uh, people had received from those lectures. But I said that I have received your compliments and I'll send them by post to Rumi and Hafiz and Sadi and Ibn al-Arabi, because uh, the credit goes to them all. Let me offer you a salutation, or a salam, which is, I think, the richest word for compliment, for greeting, salam. It is, first of all, the name of God. Salam means God. It is the name of paradise as well. Darus Salaam is in the Quran is the name of paradise. And it means peace, it means health. It means all blessings together. This word salaam actually the whole creation is the salaam of God. To humanity. And the whole poetry is just answering to that salaam. Tonight, before I enter into my subject, subject of my discourse, which is poetry and prophecy, I have to say that these two words are summed up in a single being, Dr. Rain. Dr. Kathleen Raine. She was a divine poet and uh, she was the messenger of love. I have the honor to first translate her works into Persian and introduce her to Iranian community. And uh, I think that she is more famous in Iran than even in England because everybody has heard something of Dr. Kathleen Raine, and one of her famous poems, which everybody knows in Iran, uh, which he, in which he has, she has reduced the whole creation, and the whole story of God and religion and poetry and prophecy, he has reduced all that into two words. And that is my love, my love. She says that I heard in the hollow sphere, I heard only one voice which shouted my love, my love. And this, these, this the, the vibration of these words filled the whole world. And I think this is the, the heart of the truth. This is the greatest truth in the world that there is only one thing in the world and that is love. I want to explain it by the circle of love. This one is for love. This one, of course, is the same but for existence. According to Ibn al-Arabi and to all great Persian poets, there is only one absolute reality in the world and that is existence. There is no two. There is no second for that existence. So, whatever is, is that single truth. And if you call him God, whatever is, is the manifestation of God and there is nothing else. But since God is conscious of his own being, he can see his (coughs) infinite reality, the infinite truth is before his eyes, his discerning eyes. So he sees the truth and truth is beauty and beauty is truth. And when you are in the In the presence of truth and beauty, you fall in love. So this absolute truth, which is, of course, infinite, it's not a limited circle. It is unlimited circle whose whose, uh, center is everywhere and whose perimeter is nowhere. So it was divided, this consciousness, divided him into two because he was conscious of infinite beauty so he fell in love with himself. Like everybody else, we all fall in love with us, with ourselves. How many are you? You are two or one? Just one. You are the lover and you are the beloved. Everybody is the lover and everybody is at the same time the beloved. So this is true with God. So the first division in the world, the first multiplicity is the multiplicity of a lover and a beloved. So, this is beloved, this is the lover. So, I want to show you how poetry and prophecy are closely related to each other. Because prophecy is a news, is a great, great news. And poetry is a news, is a good tidings, is a gospel. Gospel means a good tidings, a news. And a prophet is called the nabi in Arabic because he brings the news. The one, a news bringer. Everybody brings news. All. Uh, News agencies in the world bring news, but we don't call them Nabi because it's not any any news of much importance. He offers the greatest news, the news of God, the news of the absolute truth, and the news of love, and the news of immortality of love. Because Victor Hugo says, even God cannot add anything to the blessing of those who love each other, except making it eternal and making it immortal. Because love is perfect. The only thing you can add to it is to make it eternal and immortal. So, Nabi is speaking of immortality, immortality of soul, that you are not going to die. This is the most important news in the world, that you are not going to die. The other news that you are going to die was uh, actually broadcast by the satanic agency of news because Satan is very jealous of us and he doesn't want us to be happy a moment. So he gives, that is the, you can call it STN news, satanic news. So the Nabi and the poet are the people who first hear the great news. William Blake says, hear the bard who has heard the holy word. What is the holy word? The holy word is, uh, I love you. This is the, the holy word. Or my love, my love. Actually, one of the contemporary French writers, Christian Boban, who has written the book Le Plus Bas and the book The Light, Lumière du Monde, Lumière du Monde, it's a very beautiful book. He says, "I am. if all the books I have written so far are perished, are destroyed, and all the books I'm going to write are not written, I am happy if only this single sentence remains from me in the world. That the most blessed moment, the, the most happy, the most blessed, sacred moment in the world is when somebody says, I love you, and he is right, and he's telling the truth. So these are the holy words. And all poetry is about this question of love. The love that has filled the whole world. Why the whole world? Because the whole existence, every atom of the world, every atom of the world is both beautiful because it, is, it exists and everything that exists is beautiful because beauty is existence. Existence is beauty. How beautiful it is to exist. So every atom is both beautiful and a lover of beauty because every atom is conscious. Every atom is filled with sense and an understanding. As Rumi says, Shaban. Every atom of the world, day and night, they are speaking to you That we are conscious We are, if we are silent, it is because you are not initiated Otherwise we would speak the truth to you Why should a tree speak the truth to us While we are not in tune with the whole world The whole world are singing music. If you are in tune with the world, then you can understand what the world is saying. Then the tree, the the, the mountain, the sun, everything would speak to you. And then, as Shakespeare says, you can find books in the running brooks. You can find... uh, Yes, you can find good in everything, ceremonious stones, and good in everything. So, in Persian poetry, poets have been called prophets many times. I start from uh, Nizami. He is the, great, the first great poet who is speaking of the, com- he's comparing prophecy. And poetry. He says, in in Means uh, the poets and the prophets are of the same nature. But first come the prophets and then come the poets. The poets are inspired by the prophets. And then they actually enhance, they the amplify the voice of the prophets. The prophets amplify the voice of the world, of the whole world. They listen to the world. Why? It is revealed to Muhammad Ekara? Read. What book he should read? The whole world. Read the book for them. Tell them what I have written on every atom of creation. Read for them. This is the first verse revealed to Muhammad. Read it in the name or recite it in the name of thy Lord. So Nezami says uh, uh, the the eyes of poet and the eyes of the prophet are initiated to God, to the friend. Friend is the general name for for God in Persian literature, because uh, one of his uh, most uh, friendly names, actually, is Friend. I want to tell you a story that once, this is by Attar, about Friend. This is very lovely. The first time I I was reciting it, I was overwhelmed. I could not stop myself shedding tears that uh, such delicate and refined story has come to the mind of Attar, that once in a city, people were sinful, and uh, the king was proud, and uh, God decided to deprive them and deny them his bounties and his blessings. So first of all, he sent the demon of drought, rainlessness, and the rain stopped and the people were in hardship and famine was raging and uh, nobody knew what to do and the king could not answer the people, could not explain it. And then, then he, with all his army, came to the prophet of the time who was Jergees. Jerjis in Persian, I think it's equal to George. And But uh, he is a very famous uh, prophet among uh, people and there is a joke about it. I will tell you that once uh, uh, a fox had caught the throat of uh, a, a rooster and then was carrying it. The rooster didn't know what to do. He said, well, please, now that you are going to to devour me, know that you are going to eat me, please tell the name of one of the prophets so that I would hear and at the last moment uh, a blessing would come to me. But uh, but he was hoping that if he opens his mouth to tell the name of a prophet, he would jump out. So he said, well, please tell the name of one of the prophets. He said, Jirgis, (laughs) Jirgis, because he didn't need (laughs) to, to open his mouth so it, there is a Persian proverb <laughs> you have found George among the old prophets you have just chosen this single one so Giorgis <coughs> was at the time the prophet and uh, the king and all his army came to, to Giorgis and said how is it uh, go to your god and speak to him and send Gabriel to tell him that uh, we are not happy with that and uh, we are going to revenge if you if you don't uh, send uh, rain. The Gabriel went to God and retained and came back and said, "Well, God smiled and said, well, you can do nothing to me. You know, I am in. Mean, you cannot even find me to do me any harm.'" The king said, "It is all right, but go and tell him that your friends are here. I can throw them to." to lions, I can throw them into dungeons, I can kill them, I can burn them, I can do all sorts of things to them. So, what you do as you like? I, I will do the harm to your friends. So after a time, the message came back from God. Okay, I'll send, the, because I love my friends, I will send the, the rain. Don't worry, I will send as much rain as you like, but don't harm my friends. So. The, scent, the rain, uh, it was showered everywhere and people were happy and everywhere was green and good again. And after a time, the king once again came to George's, to George. And George said, what, what else do you want? He said, well, I want to be the friend of such a good God. He is so loving to his friend, so why should I not be his friend? I want to be his friend and all my people and all my army, we all want to be the friend of God because he is so good to his friends. For his friends, he does everything. So that is why in, in Persian literature, when we say friend is the best, actually, of the name of God because in friendship, there are not two names. Here you say lover and beloved, there are two. But friend... Uh, I am the friend of God and he is the friend of me, so they are equal. This is the quest, question of equality. Friendship is the highest uh, ascension of relationship between man and God. So, Nezami says, uh, he then puts a condition that if you are not well acquainted with religion, if you are not well acquainted with God, then don't compose any poetry because it wouldn't be charming, it wouldn't uh, attract, it wouldn't win the heart of people because it's my name that wins the heart of the people. And it is true. Every, this, uh, I think, uh, one of English poets, um, uh, who is also a great novelist, uh, Sir Walter Scott, he says, Oh, my God, if there is a single line in my, in my poetry which doesn't contain your name, cancel it. But if there is a single line which is praising thee, then that is enough for the, uh, for the honor of my divan. So Nezami says that at the first condition for being a good poet is to be a divine poet. If you are not re- closely related to, to God and you are not a lover of God, then your poetry would not win the heart of people. And you can go through history of literature and see that greatest poets are those who are speaking of the love of God. And uh, in Khosro Shirin, he says, de says, when I had closed the door and I was in my solitude and I was composing Khosrow uh, Shirin I had ascended to, to the sky Dar un duran ke main darbaste boodam sukhan ba asman peywaste boodam I had related myself to the speech of God Yahī sitr-e-kawaak sitr-e-malaaik mi daridam Yahī e I was in the sky and every now and then, I would uh, see the, the angels of God and I would unveil the angels of God. Actually, poetry is unveiling the angels and showing their beauty. And Sa'di says to the muhtasib, to the policeman, the religious policeman who um, captures people, um, he says that if you want to uh, seize someone, because of unveiling ladies, come and take me because I'm doing it constantly, Uh, I'm doing it constantly. Uh, We have taken the veil of the beauties, of the fair ones. So Nizami says, I was unveiling the beauties of heaven when I was composing, because every line is actually uh, a manifestation of an angel in his poetry. And that is why it is so uh, charming and beautiful. And then we come to Atar. Attar says that three words are closely related. Arsh, which means the throne of God. There are only three letters in Sher, Arsh, and She'er and Shar. see, these are three Persian Arabic words, actually. Arsh means throne of God. There are anagrams using the same letter, three letters, ain, Re, and Shin. So he says that Arsh and share and Shar are related to each other and uh, of the same nature. So they are to be always together, you have to be sitting on the throne of God before you could compose poetry. William Blake says a poet ascends to heaven first. And then he has visions of eternal truth, of angels, as he himself did. And then when he comes down, he borrows he borrows the external forms of things in order to express things which are unseen, which are unutterable. So that is why we have metaphor, we have symbol, metaphor. We have symbols. Symbols we borrow from the apparent world in order to take you to the world which has no form, the formless eternal truth. So, Rumi himself has called himself a prophet. And he says that I am like a nay. Ney means uh, the, the reed, the pipe, the, the reed pipe. And uh, when somebody is playing, the reed, who is the reed? The reed uh, does not participate. It is only the piper. So the God, God is the piper. I am only a reed. And this is true with uh, the prophets as well. Because in, in the Quran, there is a verse about Muhammad that he is not speaking anything of himself. <speaking> he doesn't speak of his own desires, of his own uh, liking or disliking. He is speaking whatever is revealed to him. So that's actually nay... Or this, this word, nay, or reed, is a symbol. Reed, or a pipe, pipe reed, is a symbol of a person who has submitted himself completely to the hand of the player. Like a liar, for example, Hamchuchangam, Sarat Haslimu o iradat Dar this is by Sadi. I am like a liar. I am at your hand. You can uh, whatever you do whatever you like. You can beat me, you can stroke me, you can caress me. You can do whatever you like. So uh, in the middle of one story, Rumi suddenly stops the story and says, Well, I'm smelling of the odor, uh, smell of, uh, of jealousy somebody has said something about uh, masnavi of rumi kin suhan pastast yani masnavi some people are saying that these are this is a low uh, primitive and unworthy poetry it is no good poetry uh, and uh, it has neither beginning nor end no order no classification, you know, actually, Masnavi is the most strange book in the world. It, out of blue, it starts by the song of the reed, and then it goes on and on and on, and there is no classification, no chapters. Even in the Quran, you can find some chapters because it comes to an end, but there's no ending to uh, It just begins and ends at the end when Rumi dies. And uh, one of the stories is unfinished still, uh, because Rumi was still composing, and uh, he has not finished the last story actually. So they are criticizing him. How is it that your book has neither here is neither here nor there, uh, no beginning, no end? He answers that it is like the Quran. It is like the Quran. Quran is the same because it opens. Um, in the baghara, for example, in the chapter called the cow. And then it speaks about uh, the believers and then the um, disbelievers. And then it goes on about the Jews. And then he it, it gives some sermons and gives some uh, recommendations. And then it goes to the story of man and creation of man and Eve. And then the, the devil. And, and it goes on and on. And there is no consist- consistency. Consistency. But uh, as uh, Emerson has said, consistency, apparent consistency, is the hobgoblin of superficial minds. It doesn't need <laughs> to, be, to be consistent, because consistency is for the, for the ordinary books. Great books of the world are not consistent, uh, both in form and meaning, because they cover everything. It's like the world. You cannot devise, as um, Godel, the great mathematician and philosopher, says, you cannot devise any system, whether mathematical or logical, in which you cannot find one statement which does not contradict the first statement. So you can never do that. And uh, also other great... Scholars and poets have called Rumi a great uh, prophet. Sheikh Baha'i, who was both a scientist and uh, a religious man, a poet from Lebanon, of course, but his poetry is in Arabic, very good Arabic. Ayyuhal al Bazif al Madrasa Kullama bas Oh people who are in the schools whatever you have learned is nothing but uh, the uh, temptations of the devil and then he says everyone who is not who is not in love go and bring him a, a rope so that we could turn it round his neck and take him uh, like an animal because it's only love that makes man a man so he says Khan Ali. I don't say that great man was actually, and in the proper sense of the word, a prophet. I don't say that, but he has brought a book. A book means a scripture. He has brought a scripture. And Masnavi uh, Manvi Molaavi has, Qurani uh, be Bellase Pahlavi is the rhyming couplet, the spiritual rhyming couplet of Rumi is actually a, a Quran written in Persian. It is a Quran written in the Persian language. So we can go to Saadi, another great poet. He, has also, he is also called, uh, has been called uh, a prophet by many, including Malako Shaharai Bahar, uh, one of the contemporary poets. Um, um, who has actually returned to the uh, pre-Iraqi school, which is the school of Ferdowsi, the school of poetry of Ferdowsi. He says, Saadi In truth, the book of Saadi is like a garden. At the same time, garden is the name of one of his works and his lyric poetry is like flowers, like uh, the grass, like uh, the nature, beautiful. He is a prophet and is and his book is like Furqan, it means Qur'an. Furqan and Qur'an mean the same. So his his writings are like the Qur'an. He is a prophet and his works are like Qur'an. And then he goes on to say, and anyone who denies him he is a devil. The love of Sadi is not a story uh, which cannot, can be, can be taken, hidden. It is clear everywhere and everybody can see that. So let me return to the main common grounds of poetry and prophecy. They both speak of God, this is the main theme of all poets, God as a lover and a beloved at the same time. And in the Quran, there is a verse that there are people whom God loves, and they also love God. There is a a reciprocal relationship between God and man, actually. And it is, uh, some people think it is for some people, but as Muhyiddin says, it's for all people. All people are beloved by God. And uh, all people, whether they know or not, they love God. And there is only one religion in the world, and that is the religion of God. Uh, Sorry, the, the religion of love. So God as a lover. Man, God as a beloved, and a lover. Man as a lover whose main job in this world, whose main job is to make love. Actually, we have no other job but to be in love with beauty, with truth, and the good. And if you are in in love with beauty, truth and the good, then you can hear, let me repeat the poem by Kathleen Rain that uh, I heard one voice and that voice said only two words, my love, my love, he repeated these two words and then Kathleen Rain says, I wonder whether I said it or heard it. The answer is that you both heard it and said it. Because every man or woman has to hear, my love, my love. Otherwise, his uh, potentialities would not be realized. He will not come to full bloom. Somebody must tell you, I love you, my love, my love. If you don't hear that vibration, it is the most uh, uh, blissful vibration you can hear. And you can at the same time say. You can both hear and you can say. I mean, you have to say. If you have no one to say, my love, you cannot. How can you rise in the morning? There should be someone or something in your life, preferably someone, if, even if it is the, the whole people. Why not the whole people? Our love is, is, uh, is a circle which can cover all people. There is a poem by an English poet. He says such and such my friend called me bad names. He was angry at me and he called me bad names and he drew a circle and put me out of it. And he said, you are out. But I was more uh, smart. I, mean, I was smarter. I was more intelligent than him. I made a compressive love, and then we made another bigger circle, and we put him in. <laughs> so he couldn't go anywhere. We put him in. So why not put everybody in? As David, the great prophet. David, you know, we say Dawood is a prophet of love because it is, according to the stories in the Bible as well as in the Quran. he had 99 wives and he wanted another wife. <laughs> and uh, pe- people often wonder, how is it that a prophet of God would, would do such things? How? How? The answer is that it is a symbol. 99 means 99 percent. Love is 100%. Love is not 99%. If there is a single person which is out of your circle, make your circle so big that everybody is in. Even shame is to be in. Because uh, God has not excluded anyone. God loves everybody and if, he has, if there is a punishment it is also a sort of love according to a s- chapter in the Quran uh, the, on the surface it, is, it seems to be God's wrath and God's punishment while if you look deep into it it is another blessing from God Sometimes God sends you a lock. A lock. This is what Nizami says. Uh, it happens that you are in a prison, for example, somebody comes and gives you a lock. You would say, Well, what lock? You have to give me a key mm-hmm. rather than lock because <laughs> there is too much lock <laughs> <luck> here. <laughs> but, but when you look deep into this lock, it's, it is a key. It is a key. Purposely made in the form of a lock, so so that the guard the guard and the door would not understand, so otherwise they wouldn 't let the man bring you the the key. This lock is actually a key it often happens some hardships are the key to some problem so uh, love is something which is hundred percent and uh, if you don't say, my love, my love, every day and every moment of your life, then you cannot come to a full, full blooming. And if you don't hear, when can you hear when you are good? Because people would not tell to you, my love, my love to anybody. You have to, you have to adorn yourself with beauty, truth and good. If you, if you acquire these things, then you can hear my love, my love. And then you yourself, you have someone or the whole people to say my love, my love. Some people ask me, how is it that you remember so many poems? Because I love you. I want to recite it for you. People are my love. Every day I can say my love, my love because I can prepare myself for them when you have someone to love. So this is the whole story of Persian poetry. And the religion is also love, according to Rumi. What is religion? Before me, or for me, uh, my religion is love. And uh, my book is the face of my God as uh, uh, ibn al-arabi says laqasara uh, qalbi you have often heard this poem i recite the arabic and then recite the as as an ending to my discourse laqasara qalbi qabilan kulla I mean, my heart has become has become receiver of all forms laqasara qalbi qabilan kulla suratan thamara so an Likizlanin qizlanin wa dayrun de ruhbani wa baytun li ta'ifin wa alwah tu turatin qur'ani adinu bi din al hubb annat wajjahat rak'abu fal hubbu dini wa imani sohi says that my heart is a kaaba for the pilgrims for the muslim pilgrims it is um, a temple for the idol worshiper they can come to your heart and do their worshipings. It is a convent for the Christian monk. They all can come to you. And it is also a posture uh, for the gazelle, for the uh, deers to graze in it. And uh, he says that my heart is the tables of Torah and the book of Koran. My religion is love. And I'm riding uh, the steed, the steed or the camel of love, wherever it takes me, and this is my creed, and this is my, my faith. So, poetry and prophecy are uh, two twin brothers. Uh, the bigger brother is prophecy, and this uh, little brother is poetry, and but they all always are together and uh, there is the the main source of all great poets are scriptures, even Bible. There are people who criticize Bible these days, that Bible has such and such things, but they don't ask themselves, how is it that it can inspire such great people like Blake, such great people like Milton? It has something in it. Read it. Read the whole story. Read particularly, the Psalms of David, the Proverbs of Solomon, because they are the source of all good poetry in the world. They are the source of all good painting in the world. Actually, Michael Angelo said, my paintings are either about creation, incarnation, salvation, and damnation. There are four words. Uh, all the works of... Uh, Michelangelo are either about creation or about incarnation of God into form, and then salvation or damnation. So it's the source of all, I mean, prophecy, that news, that great news makes you so much happy that it creates happiness, creates art. The main source of art is happiness. You, you cannot create anything beautiful when you are unhappy, completely hopeless. Even a requiem, uh, sad music, it is not sad music, it is music of immortality. It, it is solacing. it is giving you peace. That Don't be afraid if somebody has departed this world. Because he is there and don't worry about it. So prophecy is the main source of all art, of all literature, of all music. Um, Actually, Bach said, um, his father asked, why is it that you want to go to the church and play the organ? He said, because I want to go to paradise, and I want to take people to paradise. So they are like, and the great musicians are also prophets, but they have been inspired greatly by great prophets of old times. I wanted to recite some more of the poems of uh, uh, Dr. Rain, who is present here, and I'm sure that that much of love and uh, inspiration is uh, still doing something in the world. And uh, I bring my discourse to an end by a few very small poems of her. He has some little pieces like jewels, very small, but very meaningful. That uh, I, am, I am the veil and the face of God. If I turn myself to you, it is He that turning, he is turning His face to you. Don't call me anything. Don't call, know me anybody. I am nobody. And then in another poem called Nothingness, Non-existence. Non-existence is not a philosophical word. It's a poetic word. Non-existence is the source of all existence. In Persian, when we say Adam, Adam, which means non-existence, it doesn't mean non-existence in the philosophical sense of the word. It means uh, non-existence of any limitation. When you are limited, you are a bottle, you are a piece of work, you are a man, you are a woman. But when you are unlimited, then you are Adam, and that is why Rumi says, "Bar Adam bosham mas." I am a lover of non-existence, not of the existent, because the existent would lose its uh, its form and then would perish. But non-existence actually, Gabriel. When he appears to Mary, to Mary, according to Rumi, he says, I'm coming from non-existence. Because when Mariam saw Gabriel, he was afraid that he might be somebody, he, he might be a man. And uh, he was bathing in, in the water. And he wanted, she wanted to cover herself but gabriel said don't um, escape from me i'm coming from your god he was saying oh oh my god i'm refusing you can refuge to me because i am coming from your god and i am our house he said where is your house then our house is in non-existence non-existence shire you could say like <laughs> in non-existence shire i am living there so <clears throat> Uh, He has a very beautiful poem about non-existence, the abundant non-existence. This is the name of the poem. And and the last one, I would say, is her marriage with God. Marriage, actually marriage with Cupid. Cupid is a symbol of God. And psyche is man. We are all psyche, means psyche is... uh, Actually, our soul is a woman, you know. Everybody is a woman. Our soul is a woman and is a lover of God. So, Cupid is a symbol. So, she explains in one long poem how God married her and gave her and took her to her house. She says that I was sleeping when she brought me here because when we come here, we don't know how it happens that we come here. She says that I was sleeping. When I opened my eyes and I saw such a great dome over myself of uh, turquoise and uh, such a vast house he had bought for me before marrying me. So he gave me the ring of the moon as our uh, betrothal uh, symbol. And he explains how God married her and how she lived with him. Thank you very much.
0: that you will come back every year and talk to a